Hey guys, welcome. We're your hosts, Amy Keeble and Haley Young. Our heart is to encourage you, add joy to your life, and be a small reminder that you're not in this crazy motherhood journey alone. We have each other, and most importantly, we have God every moment, every day. This is our village. Hi, Hi how are you? <laughs> every time. I'm good, thank you. You're, um... I'm still not 100%, so if you listened last week, I said that I got sick that day yeah. and that my boys had been mm. sick over the weekend and we've just been struck with this virus that I said last week that it wasn't the virus, but then I was convinced it was COVID and I did four negative mm. rat tests and then we had some birthday parties on the weekend. So I was like, if I'm better, I want to know that it's definitely not COVID. So I went and got a PCR mm-hmm. and it was still negative. It's just, so yeah, weird. but it really lingered. Like it was a full week. Mm. Um, ben didn't get sick. But wow. Yeah, the kids and I. That's really impressive and annoying, <laughs> but yeah. good at the same time. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I said last weekend we had Ben's cousin and wife or two cousins and one of their wives staying with us as well before they moved interstate. And I just felt so bad. I'm like, if I was staying for four days with a family that was this sick, I would just, mm, um, yeah. it just makes my skin crawl a little bit. Yeah. I haven't heard that they got sick either, but they had just been sick. So who knows? Yeah, so I'm looking forward to my voice not being so croaky and my throat feeling better ultimately. Um, I reckon we're like 95% well, so. That's good. We're almost there. Coming out of the uh, storm, coming out of the clouds. Yes. Yes. Well, on the topic of viruses, actually, um, in our episode this week, we speak to two beautiful mamas, which we'll introduce in a second. And one of them mentions how they just recovered from gastro as a whole big family. Huge. But the ironic Mm -hmm. thing is that ever since we chatted to them, which was last Saturday, I have been thinking like, oh, we haven't had gastro for a while. Stop thinking about it. And then Friday night, we took the boys out to the movies. It was such a beautiful family day, like such a beautiful family day. I can't even explain like how free it felt because everybody just, we went out for dinner, then we went to the movies and it was just like so smooth, like which is unheard of at the moment. Oh, that's so good. In this stage of life. So it was beautiful. And then right at the end of the movie, Hunter's like, my tummy's hurting. And I was like, hmm. And I just been thinking about it since we'd interviewed those girls. I was like, crap. Why have I been thinking about gastro a whole bunch this week? I feel like someone's <laughs> going to throw up. Then he went to bed. He was okay. Woke up at 4 a.m. Threw up everywhere. Oh, no. Everywhere. And I was like, no. that's it. It's gastro. It's gastro. <laughs> I shouldn't have talked to them. <laughs> Not that that's how it happens. But then he was like, I mean, he was kind of off for yesterday. But he was fine. Like, he didn't throw up again. He just kept saying, like, my tummy's a bit sore and he didn't really eat much. But then today he's totally fine. And none of the other kids have been sick. And I've, like, we've had gastro a few times in the house. It's never been a one throw up thing. So I don't know if it's like he ate something weird or maybe he ate too much or. So maybe it was that in a late night, maybe. I don't know, but I don't know. It was just it's such a guessing game with kids. I thought, how funny would it be if we had chatted to them on the weekend <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that's so bad. And then when we recorded our intro, I was like, actually, now we have it as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thankfully, that's not how it's played out so far. Very thankfully. So as you said, we've interviewed two mamas this week, and mm. this is our last um, interview in our it is, yep. series. And these two mums both have four kids. Mm-hmm. And so we know there are 
many families that have more than four kids, but yeah. we felt that this was an appropriate lease to end. Mm-hmm. But these mums go into yeah life with families of six. Mm, yeah. And I think as well, one of the cool things is a lot of probably what they share is pretty applicable to families that are bigger as well. So it's not mm-hmm. kind of, we're looking at it like a open-ended yeah. episode to talk about maybe families on the larger side in our culture, at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a really beautiful chat. It was lovely to be able to talk to them. And I felt so encouraged after talking to them because they both are just incredible mums for one yeah. thing very loving and faith filled and it was just mm-hmm. encouraging to hear their perspective on family and life and their attitudes and just yeah so I felt really uplifted and we hope that you guys do as well we chatted to the beautiful Doiny Crispin and Joe Craig and both of them have been at church with me previously I knew them from Eltham Baptist and then the Vine Baptist and Haley and Joe actually knew each other from Diamond Valley Baptist back mm-hmm. in the day too so we've got some connections there and they were willing to set aside some time to chat with us with their very busy full families mm-hmm. and we're, we're very, very grateful. grateful yeah so we pray you guys are encouraged enjoy well today is our final stage in our series and we get the privilege of talking to two amazing mamas Doiny Crispin and Joe Craig Joe and Doiny and I have all been at church together over the years at Elfin Baps and Joe and Haley know each other from before that at Diamond Valley Baps so we've mm-hmm. got some long-standing connections and it's we're very very excited to be able to chat to you guys and hear a little bit of your journeys and hear from your wisdom and we're just so thankful for you joining us today so thank you for being here a pleasure it's a joy yes welcome could you guys start by introducing yourself to us a little bit and tell us about your background and your family sure i'm joe i'm married to dan we've been married for about 16 years and yeah it's it's the years are getting quicker, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got four kids. Um, Josh is our eldest. He's 11. And then Noah is nine, Madeline is seven, and Josiah is almost five. Um, and, yeah, we are, we live in research. We go to um, the Vine or Eltham Baps, as it was known. Um, and I was a nurse. Mm. back in the day before children and now I I work actually at the church um, looking after small groups ministry and um, helping with project admin so life is full yes (laughs) really full how about you Doiny? so um, I came here in Australia about 10 years ago after marrying Ollie um, Oliver Crispin and um we initially lived in the city in Parkville with he, uh, near his auntie and uncle. And then mm-hmm. we moved to Eltham in the bush <laughs> with, with no neighbours at all. No neighbours at all. No. <laughs> and a beautiful property. That's right. Um, and we've been here for about nine years or so. And since then we've had four children. Uh, Hadassah is six and a half, Abel four and a half, almost five and Justin three and Rafa 19 months wow. and uh, we go to we used to go to, to the same church as Joe's at uh, the Vine or Elfham Baptist and four years ago um, the Vine um, or Elfham Baptist at that time started a new campus in Hurstbridge and um, Ollie is leading that for about four years now and that's where we go so we drive past mm. the old, <laughs> old church and then go another 15 minutes or so <laughs> to get further to, out yes yep. yes to Hesbridge. 
And Joini, where are you from originally? So I'm from Romania. Romania, cool. Um, yep, Romania. And yeah, in Romania, before I came to Australia, I did a teaching. It's not quite a degree, but it's um, yeah, in high. It's a high school. It's probably like a, the U.S. equivalent of a college in teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. uh, here is um, seen as certif- set for in teaching. Yeah. And but basically, most of my life, I've been working with children, either kinder or childcare or before and after school care. Um, I always have been drawn to children of mm. all ages. Um, yeah. And yeah, two years ago, as in last, the start of last year, we started homeschooling Hadassah. And yeah, we've embarked in, on that journey. So cool. <laughs> Amazing, full and hard journey. Yeah. <laughs> as well, and that's my full-time job apart from being a mom. Mm. Two full-time jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How cool that you've got your history, your background in that teaching kids area to be able to help you as well. Mm. Yes, it is helping in some way, but it's also a different language that I'm teaching mm. in. Uh, so yep. most of the literature is new to me. Yeah, um, wow. Which is, I'm just learning, which, mm. which is also the benefit of homeschooling here is because we learn together. Like I, yeah. I love that part. That That's cool. Almost everything that we learn from maths is <laughs> <laughs> pretty much new to me you know like how yes. things are done here and you know the mm. um yeah literature stuff um books and i always have to ask around what's the classics what are the mm. classics here because i have no idea wow so, yeah it's been an amazing journey of learning yeah. and still going good job and how did you and ollie meet we've met on the ship called the Dulos. Ah, is that was that yes. the same ship that Blair was on? Amy? Different oh. ship, but Different. the same same ministry. Okay, yeah, oh, so cool. Lo- yeah, yeah. So Logos Hope is the newer, bigger ship. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing, guys, um, mm. and for giving us a little bit of background and who you are. And having four kids in these days is looked at as like having a big family. How was that process for you? Did you guys always want a big family? Did your plans change along the way? And how did you find yourselves making a decision to have a large family? Um, Well, we've heard people say that, you know, with climate change, that why would you have another child? You know, you've had one and you've had two. And from three on, I think it's the the, not the norm anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And um, and I've been thinking about that question a fair bit. Um, and thinking, well, God told us to, uh, you know, look after this earth and multiply, and He blessed us uh, with that. And I've been thinking, I think that what I what our hearts desire, my mine and all, is, is to actually do have children. It's hard for everyone these days to be a Christian, mm-hmm. and we thought we want to have children that actually we train them in the ways of the Lord in such a way that they will be a blessing for everyone around them. So when mm-hmm. they do go um, out there in the community, when they do go in their workplace, that they will be a light and that they will have an impact and they really they draw people to Christ by their lives. And we want to produce, I suppose, children um, and, and train them in the ways of the Lord in such a way that yeah, there will be a blessing and, and a blessing for this earth, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so initially, uh, personally, I always 
as I said mentioned earlier, I love children and I always wanted a big family. And I come from a family of five, and Ollie comes from a family of four. So we both are, are part of fairly large families. Mm. And uh, I always thought I wanted more siblings in my family. <laughs> because no. I just, like things haven't been easy. We've had a very hard upbringing. Like my parents got divorced, and um, you know it it was quite a tense uh, situation after my father left and we weren't necessarily like doing things as a family a lot but I just loved like looking back now like we we love one another mm. it's been hard but because we went through together through such hard times it just drew us close to one another and I always thought I wanted more siblings to to do mm. life with whether easy or hard doesn't matter it's just so much nicer to have more people to journey mm. with that's beautiful and um so so we we wanted a large family, so definitely more than three. And we've had so four so far. And we uh, said from having had ourselves the first one, we said we'll have one and we'll start with that and we'll keep going till we feel like you know God's saying that that was it, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know till we we have peace about okay that I think that's the the whole family now for us. And yes, I think we've reached that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome thank you for sharing Dwayne. it's so interesting how your your family of up- upbringing really impacts mm-hmm. how you view this yeah. because mm-hmm. I think for Dan and I we've both come from families of four yeah um mm-hmm. as well um and I, I I don't know whether it's being part of church communities as well I feel like four for me is not huge yeah yeah <laughs> I know so many that have four or five or like six, seven, eight. Um, so I kind of, when you were like, talk to us about having a large family. I'm like, I don't have a large family. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I, I feel like I just have a medium sized family. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had to get a bigger car, you know, like this, this parameters in my mind about what yeah. constitutes. Large. It's not a van yet. Yeah. Like not a, yeah. not a bus. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There's no yes. mini vehicles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, Dan and I both always wanted, I think we, I think we even articulated four. I, re- mm-hmm. I think I remember talking about that in like pre-marriage counseling or something like, you mm-hmm. know, are we on the same page? Mm-hmm. Um, but as we rolled along, it was, I think we got to three and Dan was like three or four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, when did all creep into this? But um, it was really good. It was good to, to kind of pause and go, where are we at? And God, what are we doing? And, you know, mm. do we want more? And, you know, this also, we, we've been blessed with being able to have children. Like it's, mm. it's been a choice of, do we want more? So that's, that's mm. a huge blessing. Um, yes. but yeah, we, we got to that three point and then spent time praying going, I really would like four. Dan's content with three. Let's pray about it. And, um, and I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I think I can be content with three. And he's like, no, I think four. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go for it. And, um, and then he's like, let's just wait a bit. I'm like, if we wait a bit and there's a gap, I'm going to ask for five. (laughs) Um, Because, um, yeah, I grew up with, uh, three siblings that were quite a bit older than me. 
Mm. And so I was like, no, I don't want to be the one by myself. Um, and so I was like, I, I really, if we're going to leave a big gap, it's, it's going to, I'm going to ask for two. And he's like, let's have them now. <laughs> so, so we rolled around and had, had our four, but yeah, we very much felt like our last was our last. And mm. I enjoyed that pregnancy going, no, this is, this is it. This is, feels like complete. And, um, our family, you know, all the seats at the six seated dining table are all filled and yeah, yeah it's, it's lovely. But yeah, I didn't, I think it, it is, it's a bit of a journey to think about like different people have different experiences having children too. And you can set mm-hmm. out with, Oh, I really want lots. And then you have one and it's a really difficult or hard experience. Mm. And you're like, you know, one is great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, we, we have felt really fortunate to have had kids that have, you know, slept well and eaten well and done all those things that make things a bit easier to contemplate having more as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, pregnancies mm-hmm. and giving birth. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty like – Obviously, this we all know it's not all glossy and shiny. Um, there's ups and downs, but on the whole, yeah, there's there's been a um, a steadiness and a um, I'm not going to say the word easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not no, we get it though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're right; it really does impact a lot. I just think of between my first and second pregnancy, how different my body felt the second time round. Mm. And I've thought to myself, if we have a third, will it feel that much harder? Like the mm. difference between yeah. one and two, will that be there again for a third? I was like, it was just different for my body. And then I mm. think of you guys having four. I'm like. Yeah, how is your body? And it's yeah. your health, your kids' health, your finances, um, where you live. Yeah. Like, there's so much mm. that comes into it. Absolutely, and I think I did feel that difference, particularly in the pregnancy with my fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just we we yeah, that's a whole another story for another time. But we didn't have a place to live at that time, so we were um, in and out of staying with other people. We stayed mm. with Doiny, um, oh, yeah, we stayed with right. in-laws. Um, and so doing the pregnancy on the road kind of thing was um, really tiring. Even mm. in different beds, like your body can feel different, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. different beds. And hit, my last was a big baby, so it was just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, even the mental side, I think, of not having um, like a stable plan that you can kind of project can really make a huge impact on your pregnancy and how yeah. enjoyable or eaten cruisy maybe that it feels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and even at what age do you have your first child? Because I've got friends that mm. had finished having all their children by the time I was having my first child, and we were the same age, and they mm. had, had three or four kids, and it was like I can't, I can't imagine having my family complete at this age because I'm just starting. Um, yeah, but mm. that makes a difference to your body as well, how it feels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were we were done and dusted by 30 that was yeah that's amazing I think in my mind I was like I want to be finished at 30 and um I had our last on the day before I turned 31 oh so. wow yeah. that's awesome <laughs> I did see I was starting at 30 so yeah and then some yeah. people start closer to 40 so yeah exactly yeah. that's right yeah mm-hmm. oh well thank you for sharing your mm. inner thoughts about that process um and as I've said it is different for everybody now I know, Joe, you don't classify it as being a large family and Donny, I'm not sure if you do classify it or not, but I'm going to use that language. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what is one of um, the best things about having, I'll say, bigger family and one of the more challenging things about having a bigger family? 
I was thinking about this and, and it, I was like, yeah, best. Um, what, do, what, what, what do I love about that? And then I'm like, it's, it changes on the day. Yeah. <laughs> but today, today is um, I love seeing the diversity of the kids mm-hmm. and just the richness of their different personalities and their passions and their God-given gifts and just how – you know, they're growing up in the same home with the same parents with this, yeah. you know, and, and they're just turning out so different. So different and yeah. um, mm-hmm. I love that richness and I love trying to draw mm. draw that out of them as well and just seeing mm. how all those layers um, play on, on top of each other and sometimes that just results in a big ginormous clash. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but on the whole it's just, it just feels really full and really... Mm. Um, yeah, just really rich to watch that um, and and draw it out and get to be a part of just multiple different streams and stories. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Donnie? Well, those two words, uh, I wrote some notes down and I, I they are pretty much the words that I underline myself. <laughs> Uh, for myself rich and full Mm. um and Mm. in a positive way full um so Mm -hmm. yeah i said you know it just brings about rich conversations uh, once they're Mm -hmm. able to talk obviously uh around the table and um it just makes it feel like a full house there's lots of company around and i always like thinking also long term because we can get bogged down so much into the day-to-day lives yeah. of having four children or however many children mm-hmm. you have and if you like even if you do have sometimes good conversations like oh but this season is just so hard and so on um but i like thinking long term like in the teenage years or in the adulthood that how rich how much richer even then that would be and well mm-hmm. even for us to have such a strong bond as a family um and to encourage those conversations from young um, so that as we grow, we just keep growing as well, deeper into the way we relate to one another and the conversations mm. that we have and, and mm. just really showing throughout the way that we train them that, you know, family is important and, you know, you can have lots of friends, but, uh, at the end of the day, um, we come back to family and also fa- the family of God. I was thinking about how having a bigger family is it's great to practice, uh, you know, serving one another and the strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses, like getting to know one another and and have, being patient with those who still need to learn, um, yeah. um, you know, different things and how we deal with sin in one another's life and forgiving one another. It just gives mm. us more opportunities to do that uh, in the family and then, you know, transfer it in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So we're a church and, and I love that thinking long-term and kind of the bigger perspective of god gave us family and a big family or bigger family you know the more Mm -hmm. children you have the more you have the possibility to train them in the ways of the lord and to help them in relating to one another so that when they do go out either church or in the community that as i said earlier that they can be a blessing Mm -hmm. and i think that helps me with the struggles of the everyday life and helps me persevere in those hard Mm -hmm. moments too yeah, yeah. Mm. that's beautiful. My husband likes thinking long term as well. He's comes from a family of five kids, and I have, there's three kids in my family, and he's like, 
when one of your brothers isn't there or two of your brothers aren't there at a family dinner, it's boring. One or two of my <laughs> siblings aren't there, it's still full. Like, it's yeah. long term. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. They yes. can make their own conversation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it is good hearing about that. Yes. <laughs> that really resonated with me because I, as an adult, or even once I got into like teenagehood with, because we've got four in our family too, yeah. I loved that feeling of all these adults mm. being at the table and all of us, like we all had a love for each other. It was different and it played out differently. And, you know, like my siblings and I were all very different. We've got very different views on different things and stuff like that, but it just like, it did feel full and it felt, mm-hmm. and it still does. And now if we catch up and someone's missing, it really feels like, ah, it's just like, it's nice, but something's missing. And I just mm-hmm. love having the full feeling of everybody there and all the different personalities. And it's, does my head in sometimes does my head in but it's beautiful I love it you get those extra layers yeah when you you reach adulthood when there's you know the husbands and wives Mm -hmm. that join in and then all of a sudden you've got the and their kids yes and their kids Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. grandchildren (laughs) I think because I grew up my brothers uh I had two brothers that had already left home when I started school wow and then my the one that's closest to me in age was in high school and so that was like I did a lot of my growing up with being the only one in the house and we mm. still had family stuff where they'd come home and they'd bring their, um, their wives and their kids. Um, and I loved that. Yeah. And so being able to have, you know, a few and together, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was a big priority yeah. in my mind to go. I, it was, it was quiet. And I do, I, I, I recognize now that I'm probably more introverted because of that <laughs> upbringing and mm. kind of going, why, why, why won't the kids just play quietly? Why is it so loud all the time? All the time. Um, but yeah, there's something about that that's impacted the fact that I'm like, oh no, to be able to create that, not just at special events, but Mm. actually live with people in the house. I'm like, this is a bit exciting. Yeah. Mm. There are also lots of other things like that. I can think of there are so many benefits of having an older family, even practical things like um the older kids helping the younger ones you know the more kids mm. you have you know the more you know older kids you will have who will help one another and four or an even number is also great because it's mm-hmm. it just pairs you know you can pair mm-hmm. <laughs> the children with one another like the other day i was like okay Hadassah, yeah. you're gonna help now rafi and abel are gonna uh, help justin put on their shoes oh. so that we can get out the door quicker that's so cute <laughs> oh can you teach Abel, you know, how to read something? And then Justin, can you play with Rafi? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just, yeah, it's great to have a pen for someone to not be feel missed out. Yeah. If yeah. we were to have a fifth child, then I would probably like Joe. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> 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 to keep it even. So I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In terms of the challenges of having a bigger family, do you think that has shifted much? from having, say, two or three kids to four kids, or is it kind of the same, just amplified by the amount of children? Are they the same kind of challenges or are they different because of Mm. having more kids? Like, it's interesting if we'd recorded this (laughs) (laughs) pre-pandemic. Yes. I think challenges have changed and and morphed um, during this time. I think Mm. um, I really felt having four during mm-hmm. the lockdown, mm-hmm. it was a, it was absolute blessing for um, them being able to have someone to play with. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just my my capacity, I think 
that's what I notice most about having the uh, added people mm-hmm. <laughs> is yeah. that my capacity and their expectations. So mm-hmm. just constantly managing the, can we do this and can we do that? And can I go to this person's house or can I have a play or can I, you know, can we buy this or can we do that? And it's just managing that kind of going, mm-hmm. no, nope, there's more of us. Nope. We're already committed over here. No, mm-hmm. you can't do three different things. You can just choose one or like it's, mm-hmm. we're constantly talking about expectations. And I do mm-hmm. wonder whether, you know, if you had one or you had two, you'd be going, oh yeah, sure. We could juggle both. But mm-hmm. it. I don't think it's a bad thing having to have those yeah. conversations with them, but it, it feels pretty constant having those um, discussions about expectations. And I think I can get down on myself about my capacity and, mm-hmm. and I start then thinking, oh, I should do more. I should do more. And the reality is no, I just need to be stronger at saying no. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that, yeah, it's the, their expectations and my just looking at how do I manage my own capacity how do I look mm-hmm. at that and how do I not let that become a negative thing of going oh, I I only have this much and that's not a bad thing and being a part of a church family is awesome because then you just and, and a wider you know actual biological family but <laughs> that capacity and um the limitations I feel I can go, you know, what? I might not be able to help you with that, but how about, you know, we go over here and this person has strengths in this area and they can help you mm. with that. And we kind of shift the weight a little bit rather than them coming to me or, or Dan for everything. It's like, let's disperse that out. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, I think they're the things I struggle with the most because I, I have a tendency to then want to people please. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we can do it. No, we can't do it all. No, we can't do it all. And and it's it's not productive and it's not healthy um, Mm. because then we're all just wrung out and um, not the best versions of ourselves when we're running Helter Skelter. So it's being able to have those conversations. But, yeah, I think that's my biggest challenge. Mm. Yeah, the capacity was also one of my my biggest challenges (laughs) for myself. But Mm. um, like Joe said, the, the pandemic layer has been a pretty thick layer for me as well like as I said at the start we live in the bush and um, we don't it's not too far from church like from the Eltham campus but it's you know 20 minutes from the Hurstbridge campus so I'm not really close Mm. to um, my community so to speak Mm. and Mm -hmm. my family is overseas and my in-laws are also a bit further away so it does make it a bit more challenging like if I do need help it's very hard to say oh uh, can you just pop over for an hour? But yeah, yeah I think Justin was one when the mm. pandemic started. And then we had Rafi during lockdown. And then he celebrated his first birthday in, in the next lockdown. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Like so, wow. Yeah, it's a bit hard to tell what it would have been like if we weren't, mm. like if life went on, went on mm-hmm. from like without the pandemic. But also, you know, the homeschooling layer, that's another <laughs> pretty thick layer for me that, you know, added that pressure and stress and kind of, yeah, harder to manage and just feeling like my capacity is just, yeah, I'm at capacity and just recognizing my limitation. Mm-hmm. Unlike Joe, I don't feel like I've always had a number. Oh, well, if I did have a number, it was seven. 
<laughs> just because I like number seven and I like a big, a large family. That that to me is a large family. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, as I said, we we said we'll take one at a time, and and I'm just feeling now like no, I think that when the intense moment come, I, I think mm-hmm. it's not healthy if I continue. You know, that makes yeah. sense. There's a part of me that I'm thinking, oh, I would love to have more children just because I love children. Mm. <laughs> but I think that the biggest challenge for me is just the behavioral, uh, managing their behaviors. And the, it just feels like constantly I'm, I'm having to talk this, to this person about this. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and another child is crying when everything is coming at the same time and, and they are not listening. It's very hard for me to just see it as, well, this, this is just training. This is just a season. This is you know, normal for a, a child and we just have to train. Uh, and I often put it on myself that I haven't done enough. I'm very self-reflective. Mm. It's very hard to not put these things on myself as my biggest challenge. Because mm. when we do have, when everyone is listening, it feels like, well, I could have more children. Yeah. <laughs> in the good times. Yeah, yeah. in the good times. But what puts, yeah, the most pressure is mm. I'm like, oh, I'm just not managing with everyone's struggles. Mm-hmm. to manage that mm-hmm. I think in those times even with two kids it's like it is just hard and we're learning as they're learning like it's mm-hmm. yeah all of us yeah and yeah. I think that there's a contending for it too there's recognizing that sometimes some of these things are spiritual as well like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on to, have, mm-hmm. to be able to have a, to, to raise a family that is you know in love with Jesus and cares for their community and wants to be a blessing it, that's kind of countercultural, mm-hmm. and there, there's going to be opposition to that. Not not just that physical opposition, but there's that spiritual opposition as well. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. kind of contending for that harmony yeah. <laughs> in the spiritual, I think. Yeah, even just the even just to undermine family in general, I think is a big mm. um, area of attack. And like I think things like COVID and all the added layers that you've mentioned, they just add pressure mm-hmm. to an yeah. already sensitive, vulnerable thing. And it can be really, really difficult. Yeah. Mm. For me, I haven't worked pretty much the whole time I've had kids. I've just been, I should not just, but I've been a stay-at-home <laughs> mum. Good <laughs> correction. Up until a couple of years ago when I started doing a little bit of paid work as opposed to the um, <laughs> years and years of voluntary motherhood. But the, like that intensity of, of adding that work component is something I'm still adjusting to because it's also adjusting to the ideal of I want, this is what I want to be for them. Mm -hmm. And now everything's shifted again. This is my capacity. This is whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm stretched in two different directions or I've got, you know, I've got things ticking away in my mind and I'm sure with, with homeschooling, it's the same Mm -hmm. for you, Joanne. You just, you know, you're thinking about what do I want to teach and what resources should I get and what, and you have Mm -hmm. those things going on in the background. Then you feel conflicted about, Mm -hmm. you know, that split focus. And Mm -hmm. I feel that that has been, I'm still adjusting to that, even Mm -hmm. though I'm, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. I'm like, I still feel that adjustment of going, I remember when I had four and wasn't doing that. It it was different. Mm. And um, I really, I had more capacity for others. I think that's one of the other things I noticed. The more kids you have, it feels like the less capacity you have to be able to, you know. Yeah, for a season. Yeah, for yeah, that for a season. Yeah, for that but season you've also got different things yeah. to give. Yes. And I'm mm. like, sometimes, you know, being able to connect with families and just have your kids play together is a huge blessing for another mm-hmm. family. Yeah. But it's not like that. I can come to your house and just like 
cook and clean for you. It's like, yes. I'm going to bring four children. <laughs> I could make it worse. It's different. Yeah, and so it definitely yeah. pulls you more towards home. I, I feel the more children, the, the less time it, like, you know, with all everyone's schedule of like sleeping and school mm. or whatever it is, drop-offs, um, it's harder to go out more yeah mm-hmm. it's um, much more internal yes, yeah very much and that's probably a stage thing too yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think for me I've our youngest is almost five like next year it'll be all at school and wow that yeah I'm like whoa I'm one of those mm. parents yeah. um <laughs> I've always been a parent of a little children and I think for me even just recognizing that I'm going to be parenting bigger children. I'm still mm-hmm. in my head. Like I've got preschoolers down pat. I feel like I know what I'm doing yeah. in that area. And it's like, I don't have them. Anymore. This is totally different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be heading into high school. Yeah. But it is, um, it is like that different stage means that we're, we have, you know, there's no mm. sleeps. There's no, yeah. um, things during the day where you're like, I just need, so, so putting boundaries in place, putting all those different things, it just looks different, but we're mm. out a lot more because mm-hmm. everyone's up. And, mm. I yeah. feel like sometimes our expectations as parents or the expectations that you put on us or maybe a mixture of like everything, I'm not sure, feels like it needs to be constant across our whole parenting journey. And so then, like you guys said, in these stages where it is more internal or your capacity is less, I feel like we need to like adjust our expectations because in those stages where you're more internal, you're preparing, you know, there's a there's a purpose for that. And there's a, a preparation that's happening for whatever stages to come or for whatever's coming down the track. And like you said, we spoke about adult kids or teenage kids, older kids. Laying like, the foundations. Exactly. Laying the foundations and little kid stage is so overwhelming in every way, every way, because you're exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally. It's really easy to feel super like overwhelmed by it and feel almost like this is unending, mm. but it's so hopeful. Mm. It's so encouraging to hear mm. what you've just said, Joe, mm. and like to also focus on that bigger picture that you guys have mentioned, because it's not like that forever. No. things adjust yeah. and they they fluctuate and it's yeah. this preparation for what's to come and i think it's a beautiful reminder to kind of appreciate the crappy times mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and then also just appreciate what's to come and what that can mean for the future and think also that what you do the way you go about the hard times mm-hmm. like when you uh, mess up mm-hmm. you know like you can you know apologize to kids and all this yeah. like it's not only you training them but you also show that I'm actually yeah. a, a human as well, and this is this mm-hmm. feels really mm-hmm. hard right now. It's, it's not that I don't like you, mm. but it's it just it just feels hard. It's just a hard stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've just realized how important it is to uh, be open to the children in my struggles, so mm. that mm-hmm. again it creates that um, uh, open door to communication about the hard things in life, yeah. and that you know recognizing that this is hard, but we are get, gonna get through this together. And that exactly. if I do mess up, if I do shout or talk in a very mean voice, straight away, like, I, I apologize and say, I'm so sorry. This mm-hmm. is not how I want you to, like, I want anyone to mm. talk to me, let alone. Like, mm. I, I don't want you to experience that. I'm so sorry I did that. Mommy needs God's grace as much as you do. Um, mm. And it's just so mm. important to be, just show them humility and to show them mm. that we can struggle. But it's, it's what we do afterwards mm-hmm. that is that's yeah. the training you know because we yeah, will absolutely. fail all of us but we'll get through mm-hmm. this together and god forgives us as much as he 
forgives mm-hmm. everyone else when they come to mm-hmm. him. That just took off the pressure for me from feeling guilty about messing up with the children. Mm-hmm. Just took off the pressure that, no, I can be myself. And, you know, those, like, expect, expect to make mistakes or to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then my main concentration, like, my main focus is what mm-hmm. do I do afterwards? Yeah, that's it's also painful sometimes to do that (laughs) I mean most times you know it it just reminds me you know the more children I have the more pressure it puts Mm -hmm. on me in in those hard moments you know the what comes out is you know (laughs) like uglier and uglier Mm -hmm. in some ways Mm -hmm. but it it um it's also beautiful because it then brings out what's not good in me um to the Mm -hmm. surface um and it helps me to face them and to deal Mm -hmm. with them and to be like yes lord i do need to be less selfish uh you know to let go more of of my expectations on what my mm. the way that i want a mother or the way that children should behave or should, they should respond and keeps me humble and, and dependent on god i think that's really that's so true Donny. and i i think for me if i if i'd had just two or three i wonder whether i would have um managed like and and getting to that point of feeling a little bit like now I'm dependent yes. <laughs> on God um, to be able to do this parent journey because I'm like yeah I don't always have it all squared away things mm-hmm. fall apart or there's frayed edges that really helps my dependence on Him and learning mm-hmm. that it's not about getting it right and getting it perfect like they're not a box to be ticked they're people this is a journey and it's so like gosh parenting is so much about god refining our character Mm -hmm. (laughs) and going let me just show you this area of your life and that area of your life and let me allow that moment with your child to bring out all this stuff i want to talk to you about and often that's what you know heightens those moments with your kids because you're like you've just shown something up in me and I don't want to deal with it. So I'm (laughs) going to be annoyed at you. And um, so feeling, feeling dependent. I I feel like I've, I've grown into learning to enjoy that Mm, going, I can't do this by myself. I can't just Mm -hmm. organize everything to the nth degree and it'll be fine. It's actually Mm. going, no, it's, it's beyond that. I need, I need God. I need community. It's yeah, not to be done alone. Mm. I was reflecting on one of the questions that you'd written down of going, which children was the biggest adjustment? Mm-hmm. And I think the first was my biggest adjustment because it was dealing with all my uh, selfish attitudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to do things when I want to do things and I want to sleep when I want to sleep yeah. and all of that. And, and also feeling like I thought I knew what I was going to be doing because I'd grown up with lots of nieces and nephews and family and, and it was hard and it was hard yeah. to be sleep deprived. and It was hard to be like, I can't work out what you want. <laughs> Just tell me what you want. I'll do it. And, I, I felt like that was probably the hardest moment to ask for help because mm. I was mm. like, it's just one. And mm. I, you know, I should be able to do this. Surely I should be able to do this. Like I'm, I'm giving my full time attention and mm. I still am not coping. And I felt like that was, that was important to learn, to ask for help. Like that was probably my biggest mm-hmm. learning thing. I didn't do that well. And w- when I got to having two, I started asking for help and people started offering more like going, Oh, you've got two. It's that, you know, you've got the juggle now and it's, and people were better at 
asking yeah. mm-hmm. and I was better at receiving. I feel like that's probably been my, one of the things that I look back now and go, what, what's advice that I give to people? It's learning how to accept help and mm-hmm. learning how to ask because yeah. sometimes people don't ask and, um, but you still got to say, please, <laughs> please mm. help me out. And it's not a failure and it's not a, a reflection of, you know, who you are or how well you're doing it at your parenting. It it might just be the fact that it's just like, actually, we weren't designed to do parenting Mm. alone. We Mm. were designed to do it in community. We were designed to have moments where someone else could take your kids and you could just have a moment. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This, the, the breakdown of that, um, overlapping community, the, the way that we don't really live that very well anymore, it means our parenting that is not the ultimate design like we're meant to be in a broader community and I think can it can be daunting to ask Mm. but it's learning how to ask and learning how to be vulnerable and go I I need I need a hand I need help um and recognizing you're not going to be asking that same question for 10 years Mm. things are seasonal Mm -hmm. it's a good reminder it's give and take and there'll be seasons where you need to have a lot of take and Mm -hmm. you need to be okay with that because there will be times when you can give back a whole lot more. So, Mm. and I think too, for me, if I knew that someone close to me was really struggling and that they didn't um, feel that they could ask for help, I wouldn't be disappointed in them. I'd just be really sad that I couldn't, Mm. if I was in a position that I could give that I wasn't able to, because I didn't feel that they could ask. And that Mm. sometimes I have to look at it in that way as well. Like all you can do is ask. Yeah. If they can give, they can, but if they can't, they can't. And I hope that we can all be courageous Mm. enough to just say, Mm. anyone lend a hand to them? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, 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 um, creating that culture too like it's something Mm. that I was reading a book actually about small groups and things for my work but they were talking about how a regular culture in their small group is to actually sit there and write down post-it notes of these are my needs Mm. and this is what I can give and Mm. actually kind of Mm. moving them around and going everyone just got into the habit of going yep I need this and I need that and I can give like this and I can give that and we can yeah, trade. That's really cool. And, yeah. and so it doesn't become this awkward, like I'm the only one asking. It was yeah. just then the culture of the group, like everyone did it. Mm. A few months ago, actually, um, I messaged one of Parker's friends' mums that I met through Mother's Group and I was just really tired and wanted it to nap with Will. And I was like, oh, do you think I could see if Parker could go to their house just to play for the hour and a half? And I was mm. like, but all you want to do is nap. Like it yeah. just yeah. felt wrong to ask that and I was like no I'm gonna ask and I was like saying can he come in 15 minutes (laughs) last minute felt like I was asking a lot for something that yeah I felt wrong saying I just want to sleep um and Parker had the best time with his friend and the mum was like you gave me an hour off because they just played Mm -hmm. together beautifully and I didn't have to think about what to do and then you got to nap and it was just a win-win and like I think about it like that like sometimes you think you're asking for too much but no it's easy for the other person and it's a win-win for all and so hearing that post-it note story just reminded me of that of like yeah Mm. it can work really simply yes and you've opened that for her now like you've shown her that people can do this and now she will feel more Mm. able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I think one of the biggest things for me, because I'm horrible at this. I'm horrible at this. I hate asking for help. I hate accepting help. I just feel so awkward with that. And I like, other than from my mom and my mother-in-law, then I'll ask them whatever Mm -hmm. I want. But 
like <laughs> external to that. And I think the biggest thing for me is it's not displayed anymore. Like even practically you, it, you don't see this happen very often. You don't see like, what does it look like for my three kids to be dumped somewhere at someone else's house for an hour? Like, what does that even look like to me? That's like chaos that like, people would crumble and die. Even the fact that you use the word dumped. Yeah, well, exactly. And th- but that's what it feels like in my head. I'm like, it's just yeah. like, I'm just dumping my crap in your mm-hmm. house or like, and like, or, or like even, you know, I have had a couple times a friend ask me if like, like urgently, can my kids come over? And straight away I'm like, my house is a mess and you're going to see my house is a mess. You're going to see that my house is a mess. Your kids are going to play in my house. It's a mess. And it just like boggles my mind because you, I don't see that happen very often. I don't see it displayed what that looks like having messy lives that are, but you're also open to people being Mm -hmm. in your mess. I think that our culture and the expectations again, that we put on ourselves doesn't allow for mess. It doesn't allow for people to be in your mess and you to be in their mess. It's kind of almost like you have to be put together and meet in a put together way. And so it's really sad, I think, because I feel like that's a big piece. Like we've missed how we actually support each other in the mess. We don't, we don't support each other in the put together, clean, neat, easy times. I think it's awesome when you can see it displayed, like in the Bible study, Haley, you doing that, just like asking for help because those kinds of things are going to break those walls down and make it easier for people, hopefully in the future Mm -hmm. to be able to ask in return. And that's the only way we're going to see this kind of Mm -hmm. culture freed up a little bit. Yeah. And it's, and it's stepping out and being that it's a culture starter. I think that Mm -hmm. reflecting on my parenting journey, like I think the further I go on, the more you realize some pieces were just so vital and so important. Mm -hmm. And one of them was like, I, I joined a, you know, a mother's group, you get put in a mother's group with the council. But for me, that didn't, um, didn't it gel. just wasn't a good fit. It mm-hmm. wasn't, yeah, the dynamics there weren't really great. Um, but I got invited along to a um, mum's group at Diamond Valley Baps. Dan's mm-hmm. parents were there and they said there's one starting. And it was just another mum who her kid was at primary school and she's like, I don't have much to give, but can I run a Bible study for young mums and so we all came there was like I don't know five of us came and put our our babies on the floor because they weren't Mm. even you know doing anything and they're just rolling Mm -hmm. rolling maybe um all our bibles on our lap and she just spoke to us for you know an hour and we were just like this is like the best moment of our week and she did it for one year and um, then her capacity changed. She wasn't able to keep going. And our kids got up and started walking. <laughs> and so <laughs> our, our capacity to listen and do it like that totally changed as well. Mm-hmm. But that same group, um, there was two two girls that continued on with me and one that joined us. And we did that. We met in each other's homes weekly for like a decade. And, awesome. we, wow. and we didn't get out the Bible as such and, and do it mm. in that format ongoing. But people came to my house every week and mm. it was like, you come as you are. I had mm. like some of the moms sometimes rocked up in their pajamas. They're like, I'm here. <laughs> and That's just awesome. like, I know what I'm going to get. Our kids are going to play. I'm going to have a moment to sit. We'll have a cup of tea and life will be life. And mm. we were comfortable enough that it was just like, yeah, your kid's having a bad week and we're going to have to work out, you know, issues between the kids. But yeah. on the whole, it was just like, but that's okay because yeah. that's just being real. And, it's just real, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and it's just going to be a bit messy and sometimes, yeah, things go wrong, but we were, mm. we did enough life together that we knew our vulnerabilities mm. together. Yes. 
And I think the more I look back, I'm like, that was very special. Mm, that, like, that actually shaped my parenting journey and how I related and how I parented and mm, just kind I of being okay that. with people seeing my mess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm. it's I, I think working out how to, you know, take the first step and inv- invite someone into your mess is really, really important. And I've deliberately, like, I, I sometimes tell myself I'm doing this for, one, I procrastinate, but, um, and I don't like dishes, but I deliberately leave dishes um, <laughs> mm. out because I'm like, that way when people come around, it's like, yep, I didn't get all my dishes done, mm. you know, mm-hmm. so, like, and it's yeah. a good reminder for me that it's just like, yep, yeah. I might have vacuumed the floors, but I didn't do all the dishes. <laughs> yeah. You're getting to witness yes. just me real. Mm. And it's not all clean and tidy and put away and I love that. Whatever. Yeah. Thank you so much for just sharing your heart, the realness, um, the tough stuff, the hopeful stuff. I love how in what all of you guys have said, there's been the realities of what's hard, but the love of having a big family and the hope for the future in what you're saying it's been really beautiful to listen to and for some people it's going to be so foreign to hear about four kids and others are like oh just four yes. um, <laughs> there'll be a wide range that will listen so thank you for sharing um, all of that we're going to end with asking questions that we ask in every episode and the first one is looking back at your motherhood journey what advice would you give yourself it's a bit of a hard question because um, I always like to think, like I thought about that sort of question for years, like of like looking mm-hmm. back, like, you know, that sort of a question even about my life, like looking back, you know, if you were to die, what's, what's the thing that you want written on your gravestone? So I, I've had that in mind. I always keep that in mind somewhere in the back of my mind. Um, so I have in some ways that pressure um, of I want to do things well all the time so i would say that the the advice i would give myself is trust god more with the things that are left undone from the day because i can get so stressed out um or i feel so much pressure about the things that i still have to do like i i'm a failure like i haven't done all the things that i wanted to do i haven't done um, enough in the homeschooling but just trusting God that he has given me everything that I need for this time or for the time that I'm in and he's equipping Mm -hmm. me with everything that I need and I just have to keep looking to him and also like just thinking about um, that Sabbath rest what does it look like um, the Sabbath rest for me in the day and you know when I think part of it is also when you put your head on the pillow well that's what God gave you in that day the, the time the hours that you had and I just want to tell myself, like, I want to trust God that whatever I did, I did the best that I could. But then there's another day tomorrow and trusting God that mm-hmm. he will redeem whatever time that I have tomorrow mm-hmm. and that he will help me to get through whatever I need on that day. And also just one last thing is use frozen meals more often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. Or cooking in bulk. And so you freeze everything away and then you're just getting it out. Yeah, I think for me, it's similar vein. It's it's being gracious to yourself and Mm. being patient with yourself going, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not meant to have it all together and I'm not meant to have all the answers and I'm not meant to be this perfect parent. I'm a work in progress. And, you know, I've, I've said to my eldest a couple of times, I'm like, I've never done this before. 
I have never parented an eight-year-old. And then it was like, I've never parented mm. a nine-year-old. And, you know, when it gets down to the others, I'm like, well, I have done this once before, but it's totally different this time. <laughs> I've only done this one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so just allowing myself to have, for it to be messy, for God to just step into those spaces where it's hard. But I think just just delighting in the little things, taking time to enjoy the moments of of mess and and just seeing the person and not the task, making my time with my kids quality being really important. And I think the other one is, which we've touched on earlier, is just not going alone, asking, yeah. asking for help and doing it together mm-hmm. and, yeah, living life with a community mindset. Yeah. And our last question for you guys is, what is one of your favourite scriptures or verses? My favourite is... Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. I'm going to learn that till the day I die, I think. Learning how to be and not Mm. do um, is just, yeah, ongoing learning. (laughs) Mine would be, (laughs) mine would be, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. From 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. Mm -hmm. I think in some ways, uh, I mean, I know that I have verses for different seasons. And I just realized, really, this is like, I think my desire during this season of like raising children, homeschooling and dealing with so Mm. many things. I just feel like, Lord, I just want to do whether the little I do or the much, like as much as I get to do during the Mm -hmm. day, I just want to do it well. I want to, to put all my heart into it. And I want the kids when they go out, I want to teach them through my life well whether you do the dishes whether you are uh, reconciling with your brother or whether you are uh, playing outside like it doesn't matter like wh- whether you're learning something new like i want you to put all your heart into it and to to know that god has given you everything that you need do it all as as you would do it for christ do it from the heart do it with your whole heart and and may god be glorified through it all so that's my heart wow Thank you so much, guys. This has been a beautiful and using your own words, a rich conversation. It has been, it really has been beautiful and and encouraging, rich and full. (laughs) Yeah. So we really appreciate you being um, willing to take time out of your busy lives, Mm -hmm. a busy family and share with us and encourage us. And we pray that anybody listening can feel uplifted and equipped and encouraged in whatever way as well. So thank you guys. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for having us. And thank you as well for taking this time to have a great conversation. Yeah, it's awesome to reflect. For us with many kids, you know, this is a gift. You're welcome. <laughs> You've given us some time <laughs> to talk about fun stuff. <laughs> exactly. And, and to reflect. It's been good. I, I enjoyed reflecting also mm. on, yeah. on the motherhood journey and the, the good and the hard and the good mm. things. It's been a gift to me. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. It's been a wonderful yeah. time to reflect. I've oh, really enjoyed awesome. that. And I think, you know, we learn so much from others. So being able mm-hmm. to share mm. uh, our journeys in whatever form they are here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we do this. We love it. Thank you guys. Well, until next time, this is our village. Thank you for joining us today on This Is Our Village. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, and review. And please share it with as many moms as you think might benefit from this community. This is our village, but we'd love it to be your village too.